This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Morning, boys. Good morning. Um, I had a driver this morning. um, Oh. And an older guy... And he said, uh, I, had a, I was driving a woman, uh, she was a makeup artist. He said, people in the entertainment world, they're different, aren't they? He said, it's <laughs> like they've wow. somewhat odd about... He said, in good art, obviously it's what makes them what they are, but they are odd people. I said, do you think so? He said, yeah. And he said, like, he talked about presenters. And then he said, Com- I've had some comedians in the car. <laughs> You expect them to be... I'm not doing the accent. He had quite a broad West Indian accent. He said, um, expect them to be lively. You know, like you think, oh, comedian's going to be lively. He said, but uh, <laughs> they're not. He said, I had Lenny Henry in the car. He's very quiet. He said, they, you think they're going to be lively, but they're all hiding something, the comedians. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I no, well, that's because you've got too much to hide. I have way too much to hide. I had a Fabergé egg in my <laughs> breast pocket. Can I say zero to hide? No. I've, I've had that in hotel rooms, women saying, I know, I know what it's like with comedians, you're like broken-hearted clowns, aren't you? And what have you said? Just keep going. So. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Oh my. Eight oh seven. Absolute what? radio. I like what? the I like the idea that this guy had that a comedian at sort of six in the morning or whatever time would get into the back of his cab yeah, and go <laughs> just I'm giggling and I've setting met, off little pranks. And... I've met comedians, and I'm sure you have, Pierre, where you think, I wonder what occurred to you to go into comedy. <laughs> How did you get there? But normally the ones that I really think that about are still like that on stage. Whereas when they're funny on stage and and not off, then I think, yeah, fine, you're not not at work. No. (laughs) I think sometimes, yeah. But there's things like, how did you know? Yeah. How did you know you were funny? It was in there somewhere. Mm, Yeah. A private suspicion. internally funny. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's no good. (laughs) No. (laughs) You won't get a nice house like that. (laughs) Um, anyway, that was him. That was my ride. And a funny thing happened on the way to the uh, radio station. He was a nice man, other than that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, people love... People like the idea that anyone who's got things going for them must have some deep inner tragedy. It makes them feel a bit better about the world. Mm. We yeah. all do it. Oh, we want the darkness. Yeah, I do. You know, when you hear about uh, a big, gorgeous film star having, you know, broken marriage, you think, oh, phew. <laughs> Thought their life was perfect. I couldn't, I couldn't live with it in comparison to my own, which is perfect, as it turns out. So, listen, I told you of my New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah, what was it again? You're making a New Year's resolution. Where? Um, was to listen. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. How's that going? It was all right in the car this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I went to a listening party. What? At the weekend. Mm. Are you familiar with the uh, phenomenon? Do, 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 do. Of a uh, a listening party. party. Yeah. I went to one before I told you about. Oh, yeah. Oh, where you sat on the... Sat uh, on the floor, listened to a 75-minute album. Yes, Yes. I do remember this. Well, this time I went to Rough Trade... Um, oh. Which is a record shop. Oh, right. In case you're wondering. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. That happened to me. I was in Melbourne at the Melbourne Festival with a girlfriend and about eight comedians, and a bloke broke from the crowd and said to me, Don't I know you from trade? <laughs> And Trade was not just a gay nightclub, but like a real hardcore... Trade used to open at 3am. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, um, I think, it was it near a uh, fire? I don't know where it was. <laughs> Frank, Frank rather have... brilliantly suggested that fire should have a... Have a pubnik still called the frying pan. <laughs> 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 but um, so my my girlfriend of the time went. No, no, you didn't see him in there, and uh, the comedians all sort of went. <laughs> we could tell they loved it, and I, of course, thought 
Have I been in there? <laughs> oh. I don't know, but it was uh, it was an interesting. Uh, but anyway, that's not where I was. I was in Roth Trade, which is a uh, a record shop. <laughs> oh, you know the Secret Life, though. If you've yeah. got the Secret Life when that comes out, whatever the Secret Life is, and you know comedians hiding. Anyway, um, a listening party, yeah, so that's oh, what yeah. it is. It's a bit like I found my mate who'd been, when we all left home, when we was whatever age, one of my mates stayed, stayed with his mum and dad till he was probably 40. We call that Gen Z. And beyond. Yeah, it's, it's a big thing now, but then there was no need, there was no yeah. economic need, it's just what he did. So, you know, it's like he paid like five quid a week board for about 30 years you know that thing it never went up <laughs> board is what you pay your mum and dad to for your keep anyway I found him up and had seen him for years I said do you want to meet up I was in Birmingham doing a gig and he said uh, why don't you come round my house we can listen to some music and he'd said that to me like when we was 14 <laughs> he used to say that and that's what a listening party is like basically it's a version of that so we went to Rough Trade which is I mean a, a tremendous um, record store if they still call them that to listen to Saviours which is the new Green Day album mm. and I had that thing about when you're listening to music where do you where do you where do you look well, yeah. you have to do... You've either got the um, Terry Venables, as you know, Frank. The, did, tea the uh, key tapping. He did the key tapping, didn't yeah, we he? We were all standing, I should say, in there. Oh, yeah, that's awkward. And if you shut your eyes, then you sort of think people are looking at you going, oh, someone's enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> someone's in a referee. Well, I was... Um, I looked around, there was a lot of just nodding heads. <laughs> we should, what, yeah. this is when you were listening to Three Lions for the first time. No, no, this oh, was... this is the Green Day. Yeah, those, those were nodding heads because the team were falling asleep. <laughs> now, everybody was just... There were still people talking. I, I thought that was amazing. Still people at the back talking. And gone to a party. listening party. <laughs> I think if you opened a club called Shut Up, people would still go there to talk. Yeah, I think... It's impossible to stop them. If they went there, because mm. they might think it was... Shot up. Me and uh, my partner, um, Kath, we used to uh, we used to listen to new albums. We would lie on our backs on the floor, holding hands, and listen to like the new Fall album or something like that in the dark. Yeah, like a like if you imagine a wedding cake where the plastic couple had fallen, toppled. <laughs> I was just thinking how romantic, and then I realised you'd be listening to the child or spoiled Victorian. <laughs> well, exactly, but that, it was romantic. Yeah, and also when you get um, grey hair like myself, you, you can't really hold hands in the street because it looks Why? like you're being led. Oh. <laughs> and usually led somewhere that's um, in inverted commas for the best <laughs> for your own good price yeah exactly so um, so no I, I didn't uh, so you liked but it the was listening great. I, it was a good album um, they were very nice the people at um, I was at um, Rough Trade e, uh, West there's a rough trade west and a rough trade east, but I was out west. And do you get any food or drink at the listening party? No, but oh. you got a badge, a poster, and a sticker. <laughs> oh, it's the oh. Tufty Club. And, oh, yeah. You've got a badge. <laughs> yeah, got a, I didn't get a badge. Buzz got a badge. <laughs> and a wristband to keep. You don't have to put on, so it's keepable. Keep, keep it? Yeah. Wow. But it was... I also got... Because the man was so nice who worked in there. And this wasn't. Not everybody got one of these. I got a custard donut, which he said to me, it's a bit stale. I said, I don't care. Well, <laughs> just give it me. It's official Green Day custard no, donut. No, no, this was one he had in there. I think there's a bakery next door and they probably <laughs> hand them over. But anyway. When you say hand them over. I love a custard donut. <laughs> I like it better than a jam. Why don't we get some? Oh, oh, I love a custard. Well, it's my birthday next week. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, 
When I have a Costa donut, I, I got to rush because the producer just um, she did that thing of kneeling, standing behind me and then kneeling so the back my knees bent as well, so I nearly went to the ground. <laughs> but, and it, I like to bite the bit. I can see the hole where they put the Costa in, but I bite at the other side and sort of play the game that I'm thinking, oh, there's no Costa in this one. I know there is, but just for me, it's just self-deception. And then I bite and. Oh. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the best. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And one of my attempts, which I make now and again, to get into classical music, mm. which have never been, um, it's usually, oh man, this is brilliant. I'm going to listen to classical music. I'm bored. Really? That's how, it, that's how it usually goes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all right with the opera, but I need to be at the opera. I can't listen to opera. Okay. I need I need to see stuff. I think you've got to find an artist, because I approach classical music not like mm. most. Mm. People are normally quite uh, generale, I find, put on classical music. Find someone you're passionate about and yeah. just play them. Show of course, them. of course, yeah. of course that can be done, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I've got busy. Is and it? also, I read this book, Classical Music 101, it was called. And it was like how to get into it. And it said, so when you listen, like, and it said, you start off with the Brandenburg Concerto by Bach. Of course. You draw the curtains and you sit, don't slouch, sit upright on your sofa <laughs> and put it on and you just, you close your eyes. It's, it's the listening part that got me thinking about this. Uh. And um, you just, you sit upright and you listen and you focus on every scratch of the string. And I'd never listen to music like that. No, because you're not life. a serial killer in a Netflix drama. <laughs> yeah. No. Or the detective. They That's both what they do. Or Darren do. Brown when I went backstage. <laughs> and he knew I was coming and he sat with his uh, fingers on his forehead listening to us like Maria Callas or something. <laughs> he just sat. Like, this is how I always sit in my dressing room. Mate, have, have a biscuit, Darren. You don't have to do that for me. Have a biscuit. Just thinking psychic thoughts. Oh, man. It looked great. I wish I'd took a photo, but that would have been a bit rude. That's the thing. Whenever I hear opera, I think, oh, someone's going to get whacked. It yeah. does happen yeah. in the films, I find. Yeah. Well, anyway. As I say, it's like uh, a musical with PMT. <laughs> opera. Anyway... Um, I'd like to know how people listen to music. Who, uh, yeah. if anyone actually goes anywhere, if they've got a way of listening to music, a method. Yeah. Does anyone sit literally sit in a room with their eyes shut, upright, and listen to an album? I mm. can't. I can't imagine. Well, we'll find out. We've got some uh, varied people listen to the show true. and lots of big music fans so we'll see classical I'm music right 101 I, really, I don't mean classical music but there really, won't be anyone who listens it's, to it's, that it's rubbish really, it's really funny <laughs> oh it's really God. funny to me that there was a book where they were like I'm going to write a book that's going to help people get into There's the been lots of books difficult uh, inaccessible world of classical music and the first chapter is sit up straight <laughs> shut your eyes and listen draw the curtain <laughs> why am I drawing the curtains if I've got my eyes shut <laughs> already Oh my. my eyelids are curtains of a sort. <laughs> Fringed curtains, like in a Wild West cat house. And, um, and yeah, well, I've got to do the curtains. What if it's night? I've still got to do the curtains. What if blinds all right? More not for bark. What about Venetian? Oh, that, there must be a Venetian uh, composer. Mm. Don't bother texting it. <laughs> We're not interested. But, um... Yeah, so I'd like to know if anyone listens to, um, what do they call it on here? Real music, mm. real music like that, or similar. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Recently, I spoke of my second courtesy car. <laughs> my car was nicked a few weeks ago. And it's been a, it was a lot easier getting it back from the thieves than it was the garage. Mm. Have you still got... Don't tell me they still haven't returned They're it. waiting for a part. I said, Frank, this has been about three months. They're waiting for a part. That's like, what, it's like talking to an old actor. <laughs> oh, we all do. It feels like they should... In the modern era, it's such an old school... Problem. It feels like they should just be able to download the part. Well, exactly. Haven't they got a 3D printer? Yeah. Any road up. I'm, I'm still in my Fiat 500. How are you finding it? 
I braved it. I actually, I, I, um, I know a, a woman who's in her twenties oh. who drives a Fiat 500. So I said, can you give me a driving lesson, please? Oh, we should say because it's geared, not... Uh... Yes, it's got manual uh, mm. It's got manual gears and I haven't driven manual for 20 years. Yes. Yeah. So we got, I got Boz in the back seat because we couldn't get anyone any bigger in the back seat than Boz of a Fiat 500. Boz is my child. And off we went. And um, it, I have to say, it started to come... My feet were way ahead of my brain. Really? And it started to come back to me. Pretty soon, I was riding the clutch, cruising downhill. All the bad habits are still in there. <laughs> I, felt, I felt really good about it, I must say. Um, and so, um, no more automatics for me. Oh, really? Oh, man, I, I'll tell you what, you feel like you're really driving. There you go. Yeah. Six gears it's got. Six! I never had anything. When do you go into the six? It's a hyperspace. What is it yeah. for the six gear? Well, yeah, yeah, look at that for, fast in a Fiat 500. Yeah. A sixth gear. Yeah. What's that? I drive over dead people. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, it was, uh, it was, but I think it's something that's, that's true for me of the automatic and the manual. Mm. Um, I still found parking near impossible. <laughs> and even though it's a Fiat 500, uh, size doesn't matter in this particular world. Oh. It still took me about 10 minutes to park it. And it looks like something you could just pick up and put in place. <laughs> it's never been your rock I can't, I can't work it out. I just can't, I can't do it. Would you be tempted by one of those cars where you sort of go next to the space and press a button and the... Oh, yeah. It took me seven minutes to park one of those electric hire scooters. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. And also, it's a very quiet beep. You know, they've got the beeps when you're hitting the car behind or in oh, front. Oh, yeah. It's like... Oh, I mean, that... I thought it was somebody's washing machine in there. <laughs> In a nearby <laughs> utility room. That's what I thought it was. But, um, yeah, I'm actually thinking the next car I get, I might go uh, I might go manual. I feel sorry for the automatic. It's a bit like the, uh, the red squirrel. Mm. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been supplanted. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, I own a Faz. I know you do, but you don't wear it in this weather. You need some at furry. Which I donated to you. Yes. I got it from... Uh, from Jonathan Ross. Bought oh. it for me in Morocco oh. and tried to haggle and ended up getting it uh, three times the price. Mm. There you go. Iona Faz has got in touch. My boyfriend must listen to about eight albums a day while serving customers in his record shop, from pure Ethiopian jazz on vinyl to just wow. Ben Folds on CD. I listened to some Ethiopian music um, recently on the um, advice of... Um, Your doctor? No, my optician. <laughs> uh, really? You know, I got a new optician just lately. Could I be straight? I didn't mention the name because I don't like to advertise things, but I've totally fallen in love with Qubits. What's Qubits? Qubits is the optician. Oh. You get... Get this, this you know the way to my heart. When you pick your glasses up, your new glasses, they come in a tote. Oh. I've got the tote. Pass me my tote, will you, please? Look. Cubits is quite a I'm biblical name. I'm showing my tote. And it's a sturdy tote. There's totes that are linen and there's ones that are canvas. Yeah. I'm still reeling from pass me my tote, please. Yes. And then, um, and then... Strange court we've ended up in. Boy, my tote. And you get, um, a, you get an... Uh, a design, art designed. Um, you know those things that you clean your glasses with that come in the cases. Yes. Oh, I they love have, those. They, they, want, they, they have the um, pirate trousers um, jagged edge. Yes. Oh, they've got the serrated. They've yeah. Got, they've got Kermit's pirate neck. trousers. Um, Kermit's neck. Fred Flintstone's gown. <laughs> gown. Yeah. Things. Things. Things to clean your glasses. No, no. I have a 
have moved on from gown. Gown. I'd love to say the Fred Flintstone. It's a lovely fur gown. Yeah. Have you got anything? Do I know you from trade? <laughs> Can I've come to pick up um, my gown. Yeah, um, hold on, I'll just get my pincing scissors to do the edge. It's it's sleeveless with um, a rather strange gratuitous blue tie yeah. around the neck. Well, I think he, he works, doesn't he, in a quarry? Oh, yes. that, that makes there perfect sense. Yes. He wears a leopard print dress <laughs> to work. Anyway, Flintstone, that gown isn't formal enough. They've also got um, the Zucubits magazine. Oh. That you can go and pick up Sorry. free from the shop. Just just for the shop? Yeah. I wonder what sort Which of... Which is co- about cubits and, or, and and a sort of, you know, just men about town, women about town, high fashion. Latest, la- latest totes talk. reviewed. Yeah, it's exactly. weird having a magazine in a glasses shop. <laughs> no, it's perfect for you throwing out your readers. <laughs> And also, there's a podcast. There's a Qubits podcast. No, there's not. There is! Qubits podcast. I tell you, it's changed my life. And everyone I've met in there has recommended interesting music to me. What? What, yeah. they've got their own le- record I played label, on here one week. I can't remember the name of the band. Do you remember the band, Sarah? I played a band on here a few weeks ago because the woman in the shop in Cubits had got a T-shirt on. How many times have you mentioned Cubits? This place is Sorry. a cult. I'm, I pay, I pay. I know We're not getting anything free. Can we just say, we are not being paid by Cubits? <laughs> no, no. I just When I talked to Madam before, yeah. but then I met someone the other day who also loved Cubits and we just Cubited out. Hang on, they've got tote bags. Sorry. Hang on, tote bags. A friend, no, yeah. He, you've made a friend yeah. on the basis of the fact that you share an optician. Yeah, you know how people go on Star Wars chat rooms. Well, I've done it with Cubits. Hi, <laughs> do you like Cubits as well? <laughs> Hold up your pictures of us holding up our brown totes, discussing the latest podcast. Hey episode. guys, hey guys, new tote just dropped. <laughs> no, they do, they do change the. Uh, the art design on the cleaning You're cloth. Kidding. They do on a regular basis. And you get, when you get it, you get like clean, you get spray for your lenses as well when you pick your stuff up. Just saying. There's something to say on the forum next time you go but on. But they seem to have a, a hiring nerds policy, which mm. appeals to me. Okay. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I think um, I slightly crashed Iona Fez's communication with a sort of a a long cubits um, (laughs) chat. Ethiopian jazz. Ethiopian jazz. That's how you thought of it. Yeah, that was it, that was it. Mm. And it was, um, she was saying, uh, is it a boyf or a husband? BF, yeah. A boyf listens to 12 albums a day. About at least eight while serving customers in his record shop. But again, he is serving customers. He's not sitting in a room upright. Yeah. No. With the curtains drawn and his eyes closed. I I just, that level of focus. Mm. Yeah. What about if you're listening to focus? Maybe that would help. (laughs) Well, you're not alone because. um, (laughs) You'd lie, you'd lie, you'd lie, you'd lie, you'd lie, you'd lie. That was a bit of focus. Welcome to Friendship with Frank. Uh, Louise Ryan has got in touch. Uh, I love the show. Oh, sorry. It slips some praise in. I know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I was thinking. You and I, Louise continues, Mm. have very similar listening habits. Okay. I too, as a teen, would shut the dark green heavy velvet curtains in the lounge. Mm. It's all gone a bit gone with the wind. Yeah. Lie on my back, tall speakers either side of my head, and listen to our new stack CD system in the mahogany cabinet. Parents out, maximum volume. Kate Bush, mm. Springsteen, oh. Tom Waits, <laughs> and you too. Oh. <laughs> oh. But you know, one out of four in bed. <laughs> However, re-classical, exactly the same. Yeah, it's it's hard classical, isn't it? I'm waiting for the words all the time. I think you need to. I think you need so to. Basically, uh, karaoke tracks, classical music. <laughs> Beethoven saying, "Sing along if you know the words," and yeah. then back to the piano. The um, I think it needs to be music that you know enough about that that you can listen yes. in detail. 
if you're if you know if you learn to play the piano or the violin or something and then you can it's it's like when i watch football versus when i watch rugby i i've never played football enough that i can see that they're good but i don't have an insight mm. whereas if i watch rugby i was made to do that so i can go wow that's good mm. stuff well i've only recently realized that i've been watched football for 50 years yeah. i've learned nothing of it <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly serious. I only really? just dropped me the other day. I was watching like, a, well, I say about probably a couple of months ago, I was watching Match of the Day and they said, yeah, but what they've done there, they've dropped they've dropped two or three in midfield. And, put, and I thought, I don't know what that means. And I've never known what it means. And everything that people have said about three at the back or playing a whatever it is, an invisible number nine, I can't even remember the terminology, mm. I don't understand it. I've watched probably a thousand goals scored against West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns live, and I could probably explain what went wrong on about five of them. And that's because it's been a major individual error. Yeah. But usually I think oh, that was a guy, I don't know what. And when they say, yeah, look at the gap between these two players, so what? What difference does that make? I, I, and after 50, I would have thought if I'd have watched a. Uh, uh, Someone making wedding dresses for 50 years, I'd be able to make a reasonable wedding dress. Yeah, you'd have picked up something. Or at least know what they would do. I've learnt nothing from it. <laughs> what? I mean, what, it's unbelievable. Watching the wedding dress being made, going, oh, I see the gaps there. You can and see I, what's gone wrong. I haven't been watching it casually. I've been absolutely yeah. yeah, engrossed, yeah. reading about it, talking about it. Mm. <laughs> Somebody asked me any kind of tactical question. Not the first idea. Really? <laughs> Don't get it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, Ruth Jordan has been in touch. Oh, yeah. Of course, yes. I'm trying to imagine what Frank's dad would have made of Cubit's opticians, given his reaction to Frank's brother getting a toothbrush that yes. time. And can we just remind our readers who aren't familiar what your dad said when I think it was our Terry came home with the toothbrush? We've lost him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, times have changed, obviously. My dad never... I don't think he ever wore glasses. I can't remember him in glasses. You probably saw them as some sort of Frippery. affectation. Mm. Yeah. What would he have thought? Re totes. Would he have appreciated have a dense right. tote? I think he'd have been all right with it. I tote. don't think he'd have used the expression totes. No, no. They wouldn't have said, "Are you coming to the pub?" Totes. No. He wouldn't have said that. Oh no, you mean that kind of? Yeah. yeah. Listen, I suppose I do get totes in moats about totes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, out. when did people stop saying uh, settee and start saying sofa? We never said settee. Did you not? What about no couch? One, no one's... Well, couch, that's an American. Is it American? I think so. Uh. Or Freudian. But um, <laughs> no one said, hey, it's gone. It's just, sorry, it just hit me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank, you've been talking a lot about your new optician. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I, like I say, no, I'm, I'm not... No, you know what? You've not, had a conversion because not, I'm going to go now. I'm not on a retainer. I don't no. get anything. I pay for what they No, been. that's the dentist. Yeah. You even... <laughs> <laughs> I do like my dentist. I'm an extractor fan. Oh. <laughs> um, He's even... You've even had to pay for the Fred Flintstone silk serrated... Gown. Cleansing. <laughs> it's not a gown. <laughs> no, I, well, that, I like to think that comes free with the glasses. But um, I... I, um, I tell you, I'll be on, honest with you. I was so excited about the whole Cubits experience. <laughs> I bought a second pair of glasses as a spare, just as an excuse to hang out in there a bit more. Wow, Do you know gets, what I think about that? And I thought, when you get sorry, when you get second glasses, you think I can go a bit more avant-garde <laughs> with these. Oh, did you go to So John? I've got like little circular. Um, you know, oh. you know, what I was saying my haircut. I was after. Um, 1920s East European novelist. I've, yes. got, I've gone for that with these little rounds. Hang on, are they a bit Dracula? They're Gary bit, Oldman no, Dracula? They're, they're a bit sort of um, James Joyce type, but yeah. not oh, shaded. I'm seeing uh, the little professor in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that, I, it could yeah, be that. Herr yeah. Professor. Um, okay. Uh, well, anyway, you've actually. It'd be a great name for a barber, wouldn't it? Herr what? Professor. <laughs> 
Anyway, sorry. You've lured me over to them. I'm going to go to them now. Give them a try. I like the sound of, you know, because I think, frankly, part of your motivation for going there is friendship. <laughs> you know I'm not very good at friendship. No, but they're lovely friends but, for you, Frank. Well, that's the kind of there. friendship I like. Lasts yeah. about eight minutes of intense nerd chat. Largely <laughs> transactional. Yeah, no. largely. So, listen, I've discovered there are quite a few high-profile people. Because I was, I mean, I was thinking... What, cubitarians? I was thinking you could be an ambassador for cubitals. Yeah, oh yeah. I know I don't want to be an ambassador. There's some high-profile cubitarians. I'm holding out for UNICEF. Well, <laughs> the company has 16 shops. Do you want me to mention some of the celebrity customers include... Is this like the bit on Wikipedia where it says notable <laughs> residents? <laughs> <laughs> and it says things like... Um, uh, it says things like Simon Le Bon went to school in nearby Bran Church yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and then the other entry is a bishop from the 1500s. Yeah, exactly. Go, right, OK. Let, let's, let's, um, uh, it's a natural break, oh. so let's, let's have a... Uh, a cliffhanger? A, a cubitarian <laughs> cliffhanger. <laughs> I'm clutching my tote. Frank, you mm. left things on something of a cliffhanger. Oh, yes. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was um, notable citizens of Cubits. <laughs> yes. So yeah. people who were other celebrities other than yourself. I bet there isn't a 15th century bishop in this. Wow. No, but there is. I'll give you a sample. Shall we guess? Can we have guess one yeah. each? Who would be? Oh, I'd love that. Who mm. are the... OK, I've got a list here of five of... Cubit's top celebrity glasses wearers. Okay. So, go on, Pierre, you give me your first. best shot. Oh, I don't know. Um, no. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> Incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's too. He's too obvious. I think, I think his glasses feel a little bit more. They're, they're a bit more from the future. Titanium. Mm, Whereas yeah. Cubit's a little bit more New York Library. Yes, exactly. Over to you, Therefore, Frank. Therefore, Linda Lusardi. No. <laughs> no, no. If she's on, I would be... Come on. Matt Smith. No, but I think you can do this. I'm going to kick you off with one. Number one, Prue Leith. Uh, Prue Leith. Of course. Prue Leith, Number two, <laughs> Cubit's customer, Hugh Grant. Oh. Number three, Alan Carr. They've got Don't the big fish. Don't mention that, man. <laughs> <laughs> My son's favourite comedian shops at Cubits. I'm not going back. And finally, Jay Blades, rip off repair shop. Oh, oh God. Um, I thought it was going to be Hollywood stars. Well, there are also Ariana Grande Don't get me and Madonna. Wrong. All very nice people. Don't get me wrong. Ariana Grande and Madonna. And really? Idris Elba also. Madonna well. goes to Cubits. <laughs> get out of it. <laughs> That's how I wouldn't help her never turn up when she's in there. What about... Oh, yeah. she seems nice, doesn't she? She always seems very warm. She seems lovely. And she's kept her feet on the ground, yeah. Madonna. Yeah, really, <laughs> really <laughs> nice. Really sweet. She doesn't look warm. <laughs> no. no. Well, she no. should wear more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, we'll start no, talking... No, she's always seemed like a nasty person. Absolutely <laughs> 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 horrible. Yeah. Um... Frank. I could be wrong, but... Um, no. Probably not. Frank, <laughs> we're going to stop talking about the glasses shop now because we, we're not getting... We should stress, there is Jay, no money Jay changing Blades. hands. Yeah. Um, is he... Joe Blades. I can't remember. Does he wear glasses all the time or does he put them on for close work in the Oh, getting know, a bit competitive shop? with no. Jay Blades. Now you found out he's a Cubits customer. Yeah. I'm he's... not in the top five, can you believe that? What a punch in the stomach that is. <laughs> You know, I have to oh. take it up with them on their podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but Frank. Cooks, what? repairmen. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tradies? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. The type of spectacles very popular with the staff. There is another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Hello, um, you've got a. I, I've, I'm the handyman. I've got your cupboard doors come off. Yeah, come in. Nice glasses, by the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice coat. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Are you pleased that Trump's shall back? Shall we? Uh, oh, shall we watch the, the Jumanji sequel, or shall we debate whether Trump's a billionaire again? Uh, <laughs> oh, let's watch the Jumanji sequel. Yeah, so but he's he's, got... he's back and he's you know he's looking good. I he's think he's saying mm. mad things again. Mm. Yeah, you can shut your velvet curtains and close your eyes and <laughs> listen to a rambling, <laughs> maniacal speech. Right, I thought you were saying that's one of the things he said. You should no. shut your velvet. Oh. Also, your you've imposed velvet curtains on me. I never said I had velvet. Can I just Bevelor. say? I'd like to trade. I'd like to trade. Shut the front door for shut your velvet curtains. <laughs> well, yeah. Good, yeah. Maybe I won't yeah, be saying borderline. that. Borderline. No, it is a bit borderline. Okay, Madonna. Borderline. Oh, lovely. Um, um, Clive Silas. Ooh. That England's football. That England's football fan number one. That's you. Yeah. Has been watching football for sixty years and doesn't understand what he's been watching is actually an enormous relief. Oh. Hmm. Mm. But it's almost unbelievable. It sounds mm. like I'm trying to be deliberately. Um, no, I think people self, find it uh, genuinely reassuring. I, I, but it's the most basic. They've switched to three at the back, have they? <laughs> I didn't notice, and I'm at the game, and I really care about whether they win or not. A number of people agreeing with you, like Mickey <coughs> Beale and Sunderland. Frank, I'm in the same boat, re-football. I've learnt nothing. Nothing? <laughs> I've learnt nothing. It's so funny to, like, imagining someone leaving a football stadium with their team scarf on, just going, I've learnt nothing. No, no, but None you would think, as you know, it hasn't been a casual interest for no. me. It's been a deep, deep passion. Of which I've learnt nothing. But you know the offside rule and things. You don't know nothing. I know... You don't know nothing. You yeah. don't know nothing. I'm, uh, I'm right, good fellas. <laughs> you don't I know nothing. nothing. <laughs> I, um... I, yeah. You don't tell anyone about how the football you works. You nothing, don't know nothing, Paulie. I know the offside rule. I'm not sure whether you can still not be offside in your own half. I don't know if that rule's gone. So okay. the rules are a bit... It's not so much the rules, it's tactics, tactics beyond yeah. me. Mm. Utterly hey, beyond me. Talking of football... Did uh, I tell you about... Sorry, when I was, at the, I was at the Albion once and a bloke behind shouted, Ah, oh, they're getting us on the second phase pick-up every time. <laughs> and that he might as well have shouted something in Swahili. I meant, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Second phase pickup. Yeah. Uh, Frank, talking of football, you know Gary Neville has joined the Dragons Den. Oh, he's a dragon I see. now. Well, he's in. What they have now is a slot. Because oh, he's a big, he's a, he's a business guy, and he's always he trying yeah. things. And he introduces himself. I love it because I'm a business owner. I've invested in a lot of businesses over the years. He has a restaurant, various other things. Mm. Uh, but they have a slot now, the sort of temporary dragon slot. Where the, the person just comes in occasionally, so they're not committed to the weekly spend. Okay. And I've got to be honest, you know who I thought of for that temporary slot? <laughs> what, Frank me? Skinner. But I don't have a business. Yeah, but you don't have to. Uh oh. You've done well for yourself. I can't give these people <laughs> advice. Remember, I was the man. I was the man the first time I wore um, a umbrella hat. <laughs> I honestly, deeply thought that's it for the handheld umbrella. <laughs> it's finished. I I thought maybe I should put all my savings into the umbrella hat. It's clearly going to change the world. I'm just saying you've done very well for yourself. I know, you've but created that, your own business. That's my background. I am my own business, though. But they just say, would you like to invest 50000 yeah. for 10% of the company? It's called and Cubits. Yeah, but I would have said yes to the umbrella. That is my problem. I'd have said, no, can we make it a 100000 investment? You're, you're lowballing me. Yeah. You're shutting me out of yeah, this. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, playing... I play a lot of accordion in the rain. I think the umbrella hat is the future. We've heard from Paul in Kingston. Oh, yeah. Hi, Frank and team. Significant Anglo-Saxon <laughs> settlement where many kings were crowned. Mm -hmm. I know, but they couldn't spell. I mean, would it kill you no. to use a W? 
Um, hi, Frank and team. After hearing your revelation about the capacity of the theatre in Hastings last week... Oh, yes. Footnote, these are the kind of revelations you can expect on our show. Well, I noticed on my list of... Me and Pierre are basically on tour starting tomorrow yeah. in Swindon and then we're all over the place. Boys but, are back in town. But we saw, or I saw rather, um, the um, figures for selling the ticket sales and stuff and I noticed that Hastings White Rock Theatre, the capacity was 1,066, 1,066. To be even more helpful, 1,066. That's the Hastings Theatre. Mm. And I didn't... I mentioned it and uh, to some of my staff and they didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> mm. But uh, what I want to know is whether it was deliberately given that yeah. capacity. It must have been. Well, Paul continues... Um, after hearing your revelation, my wife decided to recount the fact to a work colleague, mm. which is nice. She was very interested in what, you know, to hear that. He responded with an underwhelmed and confused, all oh, right, where's Hastings? Unfortunately, the person she told was South African. Sorry, do you want oh. to repeat that, Pierre, in the way he would have said it? How would he have said it? It's a common, uh, it's a common attitude. How would he say it? Maybe. Oh, oh! You mean the South Africa? Yes. Oh, I thought I thought you were pointing out the um, the uh, the unfortunate. Unfortunately, they were South Africa. Oh no! no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> How Unfo awful! Unfortunately, the person was South um, African. Oh right, where's Hastings? Okay. Where's Hastings? And I don't know. Something like that. I, I would if imagine I, if more only William the Conqueror had, had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Could still be an Anglo-Saxon settlement. And yeah. unlike Pierre, has little knowledge of British history. Mm. So he simply <laughs> thought he was being told the capacity of a theatre hosting Frank and Pierre later this year. <laughs> He's no doubt anticipating the capacity figures for another venue this week. Mm. Love Paul in Kingston. Yeah, well... Then he says, P.S. Sorry. <laughs> this is, can I say, this is in reference to you saying you were complaining about the lack of... Uh, you, the capacity, and you were saying how many have we sold? He says, I hope the Hastings sales have increased. Yeah, it was 23% <laughs> when Don't I tell looked at it. Figures, Frank. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, it's quality, not quantity. That's true. <clears throat> anyway. And, and, well, I'd just like to finish. Go on. Paul says, I saw Frank in London before Christmas, and I can thoroughly recommend it. I second that. Yeah, yep. but that, that was... We were, I was at trade. <laughs> it just bumped into me. Um, can I say, I had a lovely letter from the Candlestick Press, notably uh, the Candlestick team, Di Slaney mm. and Cathy Towers. Mm. Great names, aren't they? And um, they make... Have you ever been in, like, a... I don't know, bookshop, card shop, and you get little thin books of poetry that you sort of get instead of a Christmas card. And it says things like yeah. 10 Christmas poems or, or instead mm, of a birthday. A thing. slim volume. Yeah. But very good way of um, sneaking poetry up on mm. people, which yeah. is a good thing to do. And they said, uh, we hope you enjoy the ones we've picked out for you. So they've sent me some. Ah. It's my birthday next week, all very lovely. And these are the ones they picked for me. Music, good. Trees, football, mm -hmm. art, getting older, oh, and yeah. rubbish. Oh. <laughs> Ten poems about rubbish they've sent me. Um, so there you are. Hmm. That's me summed up in a little collection. But that's very kind of you, Di and Cathy. There's a PP signature on it. Oh. Which is just someone whose signature is K, like they were in a Kafka novel. Mm. Okay. But anyway, lovely. I love a gift. Do you think the little <laughs> book of football poems will teach you any tactics? No. <laughs> oh. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Frank, I'd like to share something with you and Pierre. Regarding. He's not a hypodermic needle, is he? <laughs> Oh, too dark for breakfast. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're right. It's too dark for breakfast. <laughs> too dark for breakfast. <laughs> um, this yeah. is from Sarah Russell, 
because we've been discussing uh, you and Pierre have an upcoming gig in Hastings. You've been somewhat concerned about the t- ha- the ticket sales, well, uh, something which no. you've been sharing openly. Yeah, not concerned. <laughs> it, was, it was a late addition, so exactly. they've only just started. It, I was more interested in their capacity, <laughs> which is 1066. Yeah. Um, so Sarah Russell is a Hastings resident. Nice. And she's got in touch... Midweek. We love the midweekers, Frank. Dear Frank, Emily and Pierre, it's Sarah from 1066 Country. Hmm. Hastings, in short. I'm, um, Pierre will know this. There's a place near Hastings called Battle. Is that where the actual battle happened? Do you it's know? closer, yeah. Okay. It is, yeah. I've been once. I filmed warm, there once. I'm getting as... warm. You're getting battle. warm, mate. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love it. I filmed there once as a child. In battle? Uh, no, I think it was Hastings. Okay. It was an episode of uh, Thomas and Sarah, which was a spin off of Upstairs Downstairs. Oh, and it was all filmed in Hastings? Yeah. Oh. Two ma- I think it was John Alton and Pauline Collins ran away together, the servants. And was it filmed or embroidered? <laughs> <laughs> Long term reader, first time emailer. This okay. is Sarah Russell. Yeah. I'm listening to the podcast and I'm getting in touch as 1066 seats will definitely be on purpose. Okay. We have 1066 everything down here. 1066 vets. That's the name of a vet, not the amount they've got. We've got 1066 vets. (laughs) Very expensive. We have 1066 bakery. Oh, yes. As Sarah says, we haven't got over it. (laughs) <laughs> mm. No. I, I wish they had that on a brown road sign when you were, when you entered Hastings. Hastings, we haven't got over it. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> what are they twinned with Hastings? Somewhere in Normandy, do we think? Oh, Pierre will know. Oh, twinned with. It would have to be somewhere else that is a site of a significant yeah. battle. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Twinned Ooh. with Tobruk. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my partner. By the way, oh, yeah. bought me tickets to see you for Christmas before you told us to, and okay. we are front and centre. This is in Hastings. Excellent. What seat number will that be? Well, mm. uh, yes, every seat is ten sixty six. It's very confusing. It's very um, single sighted, as King Harold would have said. Yeah. I was going to say the logo for the vets suggests itself, doesn't it? The dog with an arrow in its eye. Or something. Oh yeah, yeah, leaning back like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> okay. Cruel. Cruel. Uh, sort yeah. of thing Madonna would have on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and think, <laughs> look at this picture of a dog with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> on Absolute Radio. Oh, boys, I've been meaning to bring this up. Mm. Someone has had... Someone's got a birthday coming up. Hey. Imminently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, extraordinary reaction. And someone else has had a birthday celebration recently, but, unlike Frank, they choose not to mention it. No, I'm, I want to give everyone as good a chance as possible to get the best gift yeah. on the market. <laughs> well, uh, Kim Jong-un... I think what you're meant to call him, what do the residents have to call him? It's our brilliant comrade. That's what I call you. Great helmsman. Things like that. Is it? Yeah. Nice. There's one, there's what, you know, he has. I think we could introduce that on this show. Well, there's one (laughs) title, which is The Genius Amongst Others. He likes to be called. That's the translation. The Genius Among Others. Do you want us to call you that? No. Okay. I don't like the idea that there's others. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Kim Jong Un's being uncharacteristically generous there. He is, yeah. He's turned. To be fair to him, he's the pioneer of the short back and sides haircut, which I pursue with some gusto. Yeah, could he has call, been with that for years. Just uh, produce a note to you. Could you make sure to call the podcast? To be fair to Kim Jong Un, <laughs> no, don't call um, He's turned. He someone's had a big birthday. But he's a bit of a shy guy. Well, we don't know this for sure, do we? The theory is he's 40, is that right? Yeah. The theory is he's turned 40, but he's very... You know the old song, nobody loves a tyrant when they're 40. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, Song was his grandfather. <laughs> oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> he was the he was the old. He song. was the old son. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a bit 1950s actress about the age, isn't he? Yes, he's very coy. 39 again. <laughs> well, a gentleman don't ask a lady her age. I think you'll find, you know he's a bit like that. Isn't I don't he? think he'd like to be called very coy. <laughs> <laughs> he hates the Japanese. Yeah. He? Um, he's a. Uh, yeah, I think maybe he doesn't tell people when his birthday is because he's worried the other guys in the government will give him the bumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only person on the planet who's never worried about being given the bumps because at school we would keep our yeah. birthday secret. Yeah. Because um, in case you're not aware of this, you'd be grabbed by the hands and feet and bounced up and down for the, every year of your birthday on on your spine, on the base of your spine. Mm. Yeah, that was. Have they used to phase that out now? I should think that's gone. Dead, yes. It was a dead arm equivalent when I was at school. Oh, okay. One, one sort of dead arm punch in the upper shoulder. Just one, year. not one, one for every year. Yeah, fair yeah enough. still every year. So yeah. the reason bumps and candles and dead arms. <laughs> Do you think he can't? The thing is, is oh that my. if you regularly preside over parades of of missiles and tanks and sort of perfectly synchronized dances, mm. you can't claim to not want to make a big deal out of things. No, you've you lost can't your say, right. To we say. don't stand on ceremony here. <laughs> here in North Korea, we like to keep things casual. There's a hundred synchronized dancers whirl behind he you. He says, "Well, that is the reason that's being cited is that he feels he has." hasn't achieved enough yet and he oh. is a humble leader ah. so he doesn't like to draw attention to it okay it's an intimidating birthday gift buying process for for <laughs> kim jong-un margaret thatcher said if you don't own your own property by the time you're 30 you can call yourself no. a failure well i remember her saying if you still get the bus Mm. Okay. She said, "If you, yeah. So sorry, Frank. You're yeah, waiting I still, off. Yeah. I still I get, get the bus. We all get the bus. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. She never had a freedom pass dangled over her head <laughs> like a like a tempting forbidden fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you get the man who has everything? Mm. Penicillin. Yeah. No, don't get me that. I'm allergic. <laughs> I'm actually allergic. The um, thing about KJ is that I would just be stiff with stress choosing gifts for him. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, they, um, Dennis Rodman, who's... Um, are they friends? They are. Yeah, he's an un-friend. Oh. Um, <laughs> he unfriended him. Um, <laughs> he bought his um, daughter for her birthday, 10th birthday, I think it was. Rodman bought um, his daughter, whose name I can't remember. Mm. But he, do- he bought a, 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 mermaid, a, a jigsaw with a mermaid on it. It's a nice, oh. nice idea. Mm. But he also bought her a Where's Wally book. And I think in that circle, Kim Jong-un's asking the whereabouts of anyone. <laughs> it's a dangerous <laughs> habit to what, get someone in. Watch your back, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm. Uh, just so you know, 386, for some bizarre reason, there's a piano shop in Cambridgeshire called 1066 Pianos. No idea. Cambridgeshire? Maybe the owners are descendants of some Norman nobles. That's John from That's Cherry Hinton. It's possible. Mm. Okay. I think I've been to Cherry Hinton. Good for you. Mm. <laughs> okay. No, she's a local therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like she might have worked at the BBC in the 70s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, why don't you run it by Cherry Hinton? <laughs> yes, yes, she's been working in documentaries for Michael Dean for some years. Very good PA, actually. Um, okay, so we are discussing... Kim Jong Un. Yes. Who off? Don't take this the wrong way, Frank. Mm. <laughs> Nothing good ever came of a sentence starting that no, way. I know. No, it didn't. But I, I think he might be quite a nice friend for you. He, um, <laughs> he can turn now, can he? Kim Jong. <laughs> I think he's fickle Is as he? a friend, <laughs> as an unfriend. Yeah, but he's got a similar. He might unfriend me. Oh yeah, you don't want that. No, I think the uncle was um, actually executed. Yes. With. 
Yes. Oh, well, we're never sure of any of these facts, of course. They keep themselves to themselves. Yes, yes. They mind their own business. He's yeah. so secretive, I find. I tell you, what has Kim Jong-un got in common with David Beckham? I thought you were going to say Ooh. David Baddiel. <laughs> um, Alice da- Band? No. No. Oh. Mm. I so, don't really know. Well, I'll tell you. He saw his wife. Do you remember the story <laughs> that David Beckham was in the players' bar after yeah. a game and he saw that video in the desert of the Spice Girls? So you'll be there. When um, Victoria um, Adams, as she was then, was wearing like a black, PVC catsuit type mm. thing. And he supposedly, this is what the legend says, he says, I'm going to marry that woman. Um, <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. good. Yeah. And apparently, um, Kim Jong un saw um, his wife singing on stage. And um, a similar thing. But when, obviously when he says, I'm going to marry that woman, <laughs> you, start, say, yeah, you start sending out the invite. We'll it, tell her next week. It, it, yeah. it, became, it became true the second he said <laughs> exactly. it. As opposed to a wistful <laughs> You know what? The thing about Kim Jong, when he makes the proposal, you don't hang about. No. Yeah, then four blokes headed towards the stage. He said, not Barry, <laughs> not Barry, Marry. <laughs> we should say the four. I would say you see that's a particular Venn diagram, Frank. Other others in that group. Mm. Michael Caine, of course. Oh, Michael Caine saw his wife in a coffee advert on the telly, and said to his agent, supposedly, "I'll never get to meet her because she's Brazilian." <laughs> also very good. And he said, then the agent said, "No, Michael, she actually <laughs> lives in Ealing." <laughs> And uh, she's Indian. Also, we have planes now. (laughs) I don't think we did then. No, no. Um, And then finally, I'd like to add to that group, uh, Simon Le Bon. Simon Le Bon? Where did he see Jasmine? In a magazine. Oh, really? Mm. When I think of the women I saw in magazines at that period and never proposed to any of them. (laughs) Oh, Frank. And I felt I knew them well enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in some cases, they were already married. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Any any road, yes. KJ. Yeah. So he, we were talking about his birthday, mm. his 40th, which went uh, largely uncelebrated. However, we do know where he was. There is an alleged date, isn't there? We know it was 1984. And we think it was... <laughs> Very apt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he couldn't have picked a better day. No, he really... That, that is up there with the White Rock Theatre Hastings having a capacity of 1066. <laughs> yeah, and, and his birthday is on the 666th of January. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Kim Jong... Yeah. I mean, I'm mentioning Kim Jong-un more than you're mentioning that uh, opticians, Frank. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we've all got our passions. He might go to Cubits for all we know. He wears yeah. spectacles sometimes, doesn't does he? Does mm. he? He does, yeah. What, so what type does he go for? F- sort of fairly thick-rimmed black... Uh... I mean, oh, he's I generally... Like he's, a, he's a goth. Generally speaking, isn't it? Yes, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I would say that that's his style. Yeah, which is an futuristic he, goth. He wears it well. I find this uh, something a bit Poirot-like about him because he's a portly fellow, mm. and in every picture he is inspecting things. He, he, yeah, there used to be a fabulous website of his father saying Kim Jong Il was it his father? Uh, yes, Kim Jong Il. Looking at things, it was called. And yeah. it was place. <laughs> well, he's only got because his haircut. Do you know this? You know, there's only he's got a name. His haircut. Mm. There's only twenty eight. There's regulation haircuts that okay. you can have. There's only twenty eight. Yeah, um, that's a lot. Do you think so? Yeah. One is his style. Yeah. That uh, do me. Yeah, um, and it's called ambitious. So if you, you just would go into the bar and you say, I'll have an ambitious, please. Not ambitious at the front and fun at the back. Was it a party at the back? They used Billy to Ray say. Cyrus. Yeah. You can see um, posters of the permitted haircuts. Can you? You can, you can, you can see your That'd little menu. If they're opposite the barbers. That happened to me once. I went into a barber's. He said, how do you want it done? 
I said, you see that poster over there with me on? Can you do it like that? <laughs> and he put it, he did exactly that. He cut it really? like it was on the poster, yeah. Oh, that's a... I think you should try it and say, I'll have an ambitious, please. Do see you... what you get. Yeah, I'm worried about that, in case there's anything on the sly going on at the barbers. Okay. <laughs> um, so, he spent his birthday, they mm. think, uh, because we don't know for sure, but if this was his birthday, Kim Jong spent it at a chicken farm. Yeah, he's got the same birthday as Elvis and uh, William Hartnell, the first Doctor Who. Ah. Wow. And I think That's also, quite a party. Yeah, Shirley Bassey and David Bowie on the same day. El- Elvis did live a bit like a dictator towards the end. Yeah, there's, there are Kim Jong-Elvis um, parallels. So yeah, They wear parallels, I think, most of the time. Occasionally go for a boot cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jong-un is, is, is pioneering baggy trousers. I think if you look at pictures of him inspecting things, it's a very late 90s skater jeans. I wouldn't mind going to a chicken farm for my birthday. Yeah? So I can casually throw away words like gizzard. Yes. (laughs) And wattle. I mean, it's a (laughs) lot... He does seem to have a habit of taking his daughter. Yes, well, this is, of course, the big story. The daughter has become... She seems to have replaced the wife as the the plus one, Kim Jong-un's plus one. Yeah. Mm. She's been so far... She's been to four missile launches on a chicken farm. Yes. School trips these days. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I think um, this was the same girl that got the Where's Wally book from Dennis Rodman. Um, Which um, I... uh, Who wrote Where's Wally, do we know? Is it American? American. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you know my favourite children's author, of course. Make him up a go, make him up a go. Um, but it's not him. Yeah, they, they think she could be um, the next, po- next possibly leader. the next leader. Based on how quickly she found Wally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Also, we could be in a situation where North Korea get a female leader before the Labour Party. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, we've been discussing celebrity birthdays. If you consider Kim Jong Un a celebrity, well, I think so. He's, he's <laughs> well known. I didn't used to. He didn't used to crop up much in three a.m. No, but you know, no. you take what you, you don't get. want him cropping up at three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it. Uh, Jason has got in touch with this news. Oh yeah, it's Buzz Aldrin's birthday today. Is it really? Ah, well, I should celebrate that in some way. That's who your son is. That who that's who Buzz is named after. It is, it? it is, yeah. Mm. Oh, good old um, Buzz Aldrin. Last scene, if, if, if anyone Buzz deserves Aldrin. to celebrate their birthday with a rocket launch, it's Buzz Aldrin, <laughs> exactly. Not Kim Jong un, exactly. Yeah, last scene on a runway, he was doing uh, some fashion work, wasn't he? In a silver bomber jacket, uh, was Buzz was mm, lovely, oh, okay. really? multi badged. Yeah, I think he might have had a slight lift in the heel, but no judgment. <laughs> you know, we all embrace the Cuban later in life. Uh, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve Burgess on Twitter points out Poirot and Ace Dings both getting a mention on today's show. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, we like we try to have balance yeah. on the show, don't we? Mm. Frank, what's your favourite detective? Oh, Colombo. Mm. Is it? Oh, man, I love Colombo so much. Even though I know he's done it within five minutes of the start. <laughs> okay. I think it's the greatest statement of class difference in any piece of art I can think of. That the whole strength of him is the way people look at a dishevelled bloke from an ethnic minority Italian in his right mm. and, um, and just dismiss him and think, I don't have anything to worry about with this silly little dirty man <laughs> and that is his major weapon they, they once they think that they are doomed that's what they said about you it's similar to you well it is it's, it is the way that people you know whether it's their accent or what they look like you mm. we all do it i suppose you make the big judgment but yeah. to, n- rarely is it used against 
Rarely does one's prejudice come back to get you as much as in a Colombo. <laughs> being a Belgian as well, probably quite good for being underestimated. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. There used to be a thing, didn't there, about can you name a Belgian when it was sort of a it was sort of synonym for being boring. Was yes. it? Yeah. Magritte must have come up. Yeah, her Jay, I think, might have been Belgian rather than Yeah, Tintin and all that. Okay. (laughs) We're also getting lots of uh, tacky sightings being sent in. Okay, I'm just jumping on some as we speak. You've really started a phenomenon here. Oh, I think it was there before me. I merely observe it. Stuart Middleton... Who says normally of Presswick in Ayrshire? Is it? Do you say Ayrshire? Ayrshire. Ayrshire. But currently on the beach in Mexico. Mm. Uh, Stuart wanted us to know. I found. Make sure you don't get any burns. (laughs) I found tacos here too. From Ayrshire. Make sure you don't get any burns. (laughs) Okay. So he's from Ayrshire. Okay. Okay, Frank. And this week, by the way, on the twenty-fifth, me and my son will do our annual thing when we haggis and I read Robert Burns and he. Absolutely laughs his head off. <laughs> Just likes the sound of it. <laughs> I mean, it's all gone a bit Kim Jong Un taking around the missile launch factory. Um, I haven't yet sampled the cheesy hexagons or the blue heat cylinders, no. but I, I will be happy to report back shortly. That's Stuart. Well, I, I know zom- um, you know the zombie flavour and the, well, not so much zombie flavour. Um, that would be a bit um, like having a blue cheese. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I, I think the original Fuego is still the best of yeah. the uh, okay. Anyway, listen, Sarah Champion is up next. Do listen to Sarah. And episode three of Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast is out on Wednesday. It's Billy Collins this week. Do you know Billy Collins? Billy Collins is one of America's most loved poems. Poets, rather. And so popular that he had his own channel on um, American Airlines in-flight <laughs> entertainment, <laughs> which is pretty good. Try Billy Collins. It sort of seems simple, and then he's deeper. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, you can download it from wherever you get your podcasts. Um, me and Pierre will be on stage tomorrow night in Swindon and various other... We're at Bridport this week yeah. and uh, Salisbury. Where else are we? Chelmsford. There you go. I yeah, we're around, so uh, come and track us down. It'd be we lovely to see you. And um, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.